days of Obviously, and we're a strategic marketing company, and we do great work for great people. Welcome to the Who's on the Move SC podcast. I am your host, Alan Cooper. In this podcast, we highlight entrepreneurs making an impact in our communities. The series is sponsored by NP Strategy, a strategic communications firm comprised of former journalists, political insiders, and public relations executives. Learn more at npstrategy.com. We appreciate the support of the Charleston chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization, also known as EO. If you're interested in learning more, you can visit eocharleston.com. And the Riley Institute at Furman University. The Richard W. Riley Institute advances social and economic progress for South Carolina and beyond by building leadership for a diverse society. To learn more, Furman.edu forward slash Riley. In this podcast, we chatted with Lee Days, the founder of Obviously Marketing, a full-service marketing firm located in Charleston, South Carolina. Lee founded the company in 2005 when she was just 25 years old. In July of 2021, Obviously announced that they had acquired Groundswell PR, a leading outdoor and active lifestyle public relations company. Tell me a little bit about you personally, your background, education, where you're from, all that stuff. Well, I'm one of the few people that I know, at least, that is actually from Charleston, South Carolina, still living in Charleston, South Carolina, and grew up here. I went to Carolina and never took a marketing class, so I studied international relations, Latin American studies, and East Asian philosophy which was all very interesting and probably does not relate much to what I do now. And then I started my career more in nonprofit space and um, ended up getting really interested in marketing and started obviously when I was 25 and here we are 17 years later. That's a young age to think about entrepreneurship, to, to kind of make the leap. Why would you do that? Why would you go from you know, some steady work in nonprofits to saying you want to get a piece of paper and start your own company? Yeah, it's a great question. So things I didn't think about at the time, but now in retrospect, I realized we're probably happening in the universe was aligning. I come from a family of entrepreneurs and my granddad started a business with his brothers and then he started another one again with his sons. and. I grew up in the era of watching all the hardship and all the failures. So I didn't grow up in the era of, you know, the crazy success and all the dreams coming true. And so you would think that it would have made me shy away from all of that. But I think that probably was in my blood somewhat that I would get picked up from school and I would be brought to their company and I would sit in their office while they were all taking calls and, you know, typing on their old school typewriters and I, you know, was a huge part of it. So I think it probably was in there the whole time. And I've always been really interested in business and data and tracking goals and results. And I'm a team-oriented person, not a individual, individually motivated. So I started just freelancing. And to be honest, it was because I couldn't get a job. I had decided after college I wanted to get into marketing. My resume had no marketing experience. What are now my friendly competitors. I couldn't get a job at any of those agencies because I couldn't even get to the interview phase. So I started freelancing just really to build up my resume to try to get a job in another agency, never with the vision that I was going to try to create one. 
But then I would um, check out just lots of books on entrepreneurship and I was intrigued by it and thought, you know, I'd like to learn how to get great at this. And I think the key part to being really great at marketing is you also have to be really good at understanding business because the goals are changing constantly and you need to understand also how it relates to sales and inventory and operations. So I was partially intrigued by thinking about my own path, but a lot of it was just how to be better for our clients. And then everything else just organically happened from there. But now I would say I like marketing it um, probably 20%, but I like entrepreneurship and business at 80%. So every year that gets more and more towards the entrepreneur and the business side as I get farther away from doing a lot of the client work and our team, they are at like 120% excellent marketers. Tell me a little bit about, there, there must have been one idea that you, you felt like you could do differently, that you, I always felt like when you know we started a business too, that you, you kind of get to a point where you think, I can do something better and I can bring something of value to the marketplace. Do you know what that was that you said, this is what I would like to do? I think it was freelancing and noticing that the agencies were getting a little bit arrogant about their services from a variety of angles, pricing, oh, we already know how to do the best for here and now. I remember partnering with a client on a project and their agency was saying, oh, you don't need a website, like that's a fad, which clearly did not end up being truthful. And just thinking, wow, that's such like seemingly the wrong approach. Like the world's always evolving, business is always evolving, marketing's always evolving, and they seem very kind of stuck in their, stuck in their ways. And it seems to me like an industry looking at it from the outside that is a little archaic and dying and needs to be reinvented. I never worked in an agency, which I think was really went in my favor that I just took everything from the approach of what would I want if I were the client going into this. And so I had the benefit too that I was starting right at the time that Facebook was coming out. Websites were being created. Just, you know, the web and that world was being was more ubiquitous and agencies didn't know how to adapt. But I got to start from that place. So I got to compete quicker than I would have, I think if I would have started two years prior or two years after, because a lot of people were looking for an alternative. Um, and we just changed how we did business. We didn't follow any agency models. There's a model where you, know, you charge 15% for media buying, and we never did that from day one, because in my head I thought, well, as an entrepreneur, if I'm the client, you're motivated to keep spending my money because you make money off me spending. This model doesn't, and it doesn't feel right to the publishers either that you're this middle person. So we're like, let's just not do that. Um, I'm sure we won and lost a lot in those philosophies. I think it was just really that, you know, the world was going through a major change at that time. And I was this 25 year old girl from South Carolina going up against, you know, guys in boardrooms and their 60s and bow ties who, you know, had already been very accomplished in their careers. So it was just, it seemed so ridiculous that I could win against that. And it was kind of like I have nothing to lose. Let's just try something completely different. All right. So when did you start the business? How did you finance it? Um, two quick questions. 2005 started. Um, 
I did not realize I was starting a business. I got my first client from freelancing that said, what's your EIN number? And we need to do a purchase order and ask me all these questions like, are you an LLC and all things I'd never thought about. And I was like, I don't even have a company name. I have a Hotmail you know, account right now. So I created all those things because they asked for it, not because I was this like, you know, genius that thought I was about to start something great. And, um, okay, sorry, you asked year? Year, and how did you oh, fin finance. How finance it? So financing was just all on my credit cards. I just wrecked my credit score through, got opened a bunch of credit cards, financed it that way. I was younger and it was easier to do then. I don't recommend doing it quite in that way. There's other better options now, but I, you know, I would have gone friends and family if I had friends and family with bank accounts to go to, but I did not. And um, that, that was the major um, way that I financed it then. What was one critical moment in your history? It's interesting that I feel like it's right now. It's been this year. Um, I've always, I always live on the edge of making sure that we have a brick house in every single category and always, you know, we all know as entrepreneurs that there's always something that's teetering that's making you feel a little nervous and that we tend to hyper focus on that instead of all the wins and all the great things that are happening and this year I think coming I think COVID like for so many businesses it made us get tighter more refined we had to get gritty again we had to add like the underdog again and um, just really take a new look at everything you reanalyzed every spend that you know every single budget item so just everything got tighter and that gives us more freedom to get more innovative and to you know stretch out more and provide more services um, to meet the here and now but also just to get creative and fun and you know a little bit looser in all the right areas we went through a merger last year and those two companies coming together for it's the only experience that i have but i just believe it was this most beautiful marriage and that coming together after a year and you looked around you thought oh okay I think we're we're pretty tight we're here to stay this is this is pretty baked in and solid now what's important to you personally as a business owner like everybody talks about this word culture uh, the culture to you know how would you define the culture of your company and how important is it to you what, yeah. what's important to you as a business owner uh, that you nailed it it's just since day one I stay up at night thinking about our team members them individually I never go to sleep thinking about the work or the clients or the money I just always am thinking about the team member that I know had a hard time that day you know at work because a project didn't go they wanted or someone's dealing with a family challenge or you know, someone's trying to figure out how to balance now um, parenthood with work or whatever it is. I think that's just so at the core who I am. A lot of our growth is built around just trying to grow and create more opportunities for our team and to go hire and bring on the team members that we so desperately want to partner with. And, you know, I think that 
that core value of just empathy is runs through our whole entire organization. That is so key to who everyone in this company is. Um, so that's one of the main things and just really trying to get the fun back. You know, we just all went through some really hard years that it's just figuring out how to bring joy and levity and energy to the workplace. What we do is so creative and interesting. I get to go work for a new company every hour. I might be working on a hotel, you know, this morning and then I'm working on a big sporting event. And then after that, I'm working on, you know, a new destination. And then I'm working on a whole nother tech company in the afternoon. And that's just so creative and fun and just not losing sight of, how much fun this is to do what we do. Yeah, we certainly lost a lot of the the fun um, a couple of years ago through COVID. And I, I came by this office, I think, in J June of 2020, and it was it looked very different. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, was anyone here? Did someone open the door? Yeah, yeah there was um, a couple of people here. Great. Anyway. so. You're making it, it sounds like this year is kind of a pivotal point. And you mentioned that you've kind of stepped back from maybe the, the marketing part and more like running the company 20%, but you're interested kind of 20% in the marketing and 80% is running the business. How, how, do you, how do you do that? How do you find the right people to allow you to even do that? Well, we, we have a lot of just killer people that not only grow really fast in their own roles everyone's so self-motivated but a lot of people who can see i want to do a career shift or i'm interested in this or i might want to go into this like other lane eventually so i feel like people naturally figure out ways to align to their passions if you align to your passion you're going to end up being awesome at what you do it just has worked out that we have people who are really interested in finance and interested in strategy and business development and hr and culture and all these different things. So we have a really core strategy team. Uh, we follow the entrepreneur operating system best practices. And so those um, those meeting structure that we have and in our scorecards and the way that we look at things and our transparent financials and all that stuff that we've been doing for so many years helps. There's just an incredible amount of checks and balances across the board. So in no way is it just me sitting in a room trying to figure out how to make decisions. And it's kind of like you have these baked in kind of board of directors internally on in a lot of different areas. And that's really helped. And everyone here, we have such strong marketers. That's what we hire for. I come into client meetings more just to help think about the business and the business strategy and how we can connect with that. And I love connecting with other entrepreneurs and their teams and their ops and their sales and you know all their other crew members. Um, but it really does allow me to spend most of the time thinking about the company and vision and where we're going. So we're on the cusp of 2023. Um, what are you talking about in the boardroom? Like, what is the, we're always trying to get better. Yeah. What does better look like for you in the next five years? And what, what are you talking about in terms of opportunities and where, where you might take this company? Great question. What we're talking about is a potential recession. So that wasn't a fun <laughs> way to lead this. So yes. that's what's on my mind 24 seven. I've been yeah. prepping for it every month and waiting for it. Um, we're talking about how to get tighter right now 
and to really think about the opportunities that are in the here and now because we don't know what Q1 or Q2 is gonna look like and we're thinking about what a potential financial decline is gonna look like for all of our clients across the board if we end up in that spot. I just, you know, during COVID it really hit supply chain. All of our product companies went through the roof in terms of sales. They had a really hard time in execution. That ended up hurting their next year or two. So we have different clients and industries that, you know, go through different challenges at different times. Tell me a little bit about maybe what what makes you tick outside of the business and and connecting with the community and elevating the community. Well, first, thanks for doing that. I hope I said something <laughs> of value. Uh, well, what's interesting now is that since we merged with this other company, Groundswell, a year and a half ago, even though all their team members are local, all their clients are on the West Coast or international, they're not in Charleston. And now of our team, a third of the people don't live here. They're in New York and Miami and LA and Dallas. And we actually just had a retreat here where a lot of them, it was our first time coming to South Carolina. So we had to think about what does community mean now? Because we used to do so much here within Charleston and we were all on different boards and a part of different groups. We were very connected with Low Country Local First and supporting other local businesses. And then all of a sudden we had to think about community on more of a national or a global scale. So we're launching a, a giving collective within our team to figure out you know, how can we connect in with you know purpose and in certain initiatives where instead of giving a little bit of our time or a little bit of our money and resources to a lot of different groups, how can we intentionally go all in on one thing? The other thing we're pursuing is trying to get our B Corp status. And so that has really helped us be really thoughtful about like people and purpose and planet and how are we aligning in to make sure that we have the best practices in all those areas and you know what's a B Corp status? So B Corp status, great question, is um, it's technically a tax ID status on an LLC, an S-Corp, a C-Corp, a B-Corp is its own entity that you can apply for. It's a hybrid of a nonprofit and a for-profit. So it takes all the core values of a nonprofit that we are here to be purposeful. We are here to you know, provide in some way. And then the for-profit status of, and we're also here and have the ability to make money and grow our business as well. So a lot of great B Corps are like Patagonia that, you know, you think of them and you think so much about the, what they're doing with the environment. And you might even think of that before you think of the fact that they sell this really great outdoor gear. And it's this neat community where it's value-based organizations that oftentimes want to work with other value-based organizations and they seek each other out. And this was your team's decision? Was it to pursue this or what was the thinking there? Yeah, we've been thinking about it for, I think the last three to four years it's been in our strategic plan is something to consider. And we've met with a lot of other great B Corps, um, both locally and even like sat down with the head of New Belgium and other groups that gave us some time to um, explain to us just you know what their experience has been and then now We've been working through the B Corp application process. It takes up to a year to really um, start to change things in your business so that you're ready to apply. And then one of our 
really incredible team members, Kate, she has taken on this project and it is like really you need someone who is thinking about it is a core initiative. It's not like a small thing that you just, you know, do on the side and apply for one day. It's a big, big change. So we've been exploring for a couple years and then we just got really serious about it this year. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I learned something there. That's that's a great thing to to pursue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love learning about that. Could maybe could you just maybe wrap up, you know, a little bit, you know, about your company if people would like to find information about it. You know, what's a, who, who's a good fit for for uh, people reaching out in terms of customers and maybe just wrap up. Absolutely. We love working with all businesses, entrepreneurs from startup and I don't even have my product yet or my service defined or a name all the way to publicly traded. It's really just more anyone who's interested in pursuing having a great brand and brand experience and or growing or scaling their company. We can work with them, you know, really from any point in their journey. It's an open-minded you know, entrepreneur or business owner who we're partnering with to figure out what their goal is right now and how to get there. We're fully rooted in strategy. So everything that we do, whether it's a marketing plan or digital or creative, or we're working on all of it, we just start with what the main strategy is and the goals and how we're going to get there and measure it. And then we can fill that out with all the other tactics, branding, public relations, social media, digital and email marketing to fit those goals. So we are going to finish off with the um, you explaining what the noise is in the background there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. We have a lot of dogs in our office. We also rep some dog brands. So apologies, you hear a, um, a puppy whining to get in this room. <laughs> well, nice to meet you. Um, wish you all the best growing your business going forward. And we'll just kind of wrap it up right there. Thanks so much. This was great. Appreciate it. That was our interview with Lee Days, the founder of Obviously Marketing, located in Charleston, South South Carolina. The sponsors of this series, the Entrepreneur Minute, are the Charleston chapter of the Entrepreneurs' Organization, NP Strategy, and the Riley Institute at Furman University.